folding pocket. The Fast and the Curious is part of the Acast Creators Network. Subscribe now so you never miss an episode. Thank you. Hello, welcome to the Fast and the Curious. This is a Formula One podcast for F1 fanatical geeks like me and those who are merely just a little bit curious about the world of motorsport and Formula One. It is hosted by me, active and practising F1 fan Christian Hugill, my teammate, sports presenter and Skoda Fabia enthusiast Betty Glover, and our team principal, Greg James. They're not here this week. And also on the podcast, we are regularly joined by racing drivers. And not just any old racing drivers, really quite good ones. Hamilton, Russell, Verstappen, Gasly, Ocon, Albon, Sargent and more joined us in 2023. They're fast and we're curious. We don't say that enough on this podcast. It's a good title. It's a good title. We don't make use of that enough. Anyway, we also keep an eye on F1's all-female racing series, F1 Academy. It is designed to give some of the world's best young drivers a chance to climb the motorsport ladder. And that is why we find ourselves in quite an echoey room. Hello, everyone. Also, one of my favourite rooms in the world. It's full and I mean full as well, of Formula One cars. Cars raced by full-on legends of the sport. Damon Hill, Nigel Mansell, Alan Prost, Ayrton Senna. They are all Williams F1 cars, which makes a lot of sense because we're at Williams F1 HQ in Grove in Oxfordshire in the UK in their actual museum. The sort of place I could happily be left to my own devices for hours upon end. But we are here to speak to a couple of racing drivers. The first one being one of the new recruits for F1 Academy 2024. Let's go and sit down and have a chat to her. Leah Block, welcome to the Fast and the Curious. Thank you, I'm very happy to be here. We are very excited to have you. Have you ever co-hosted a podcast before? I don't think I have. Would you like to? Would love to. Here we go then. Let's go. Glad you've said that. I'm glad you've said that. Um, right, let's start from the very beginning. Let's refresh ourselves for the new season of, of what F1 Academy is. This is effectively the sort of you know pathway, especially for young female drivers, to get on the motorsport ladder. How much have you enjoyed following it so far in its in its first year and seeing it you know become born almost and becoming a thing? Yeah, I, th- I think it's really cool. The first time I heard about it, I was like, wow, this is super amazing, especially for just like females in general. So having now a step into motorsports and a step into the formula style racing is really, really cool. And just to see that they've now given more opportunities to women into this world of Formula One is really, really cool to me. I'll talk to you a little bit about how we know full well some of our listeners already know who you are, but we'll get to that in a minute. But for those who don't, who's Leah Block? What do we need to know? I don't know. I'm a, you know, part-time race car round the circles driver you know uh (laughs) spent most of the time on dirt my entire life so did karting when i was younger and off-road short course and then went into rally and now somehow i'm sitting in the williams museum as a williams development driver don't know how i got here but we are (laughs) we're happy you're (laughs) here one of the big differences from last year is that all the Formula One teams are sort of throwing their support behind one driver. And you've just, with your your eyes, were so bright and full of excitement when you were talking about these cars behind us. Well, you are you're part of this family because you're the Williams Racing entrant for the 2024 season. 
that must be a cool thing. I think it's really cool. I don't think it's really like settled in my brain yet, but. <laughs> have you done, you know, when you do things like this and people ask you to introduce yourself, have you said that like, I'm Leah Block, F1 Academy's Williams Race. Have you said that yet? I've never said that. Would you like to say that for the first time on this podcast? Let's do it. Okay. okay. Well, well, imagine, you know, we've only just met. So, um, Leah, what do you do? I'm a Williams Academy driver and I drive for them in the F1 Academy. It's a cool thing. That's a really cool thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so professional. It's a thing now. You're part of it. I know. It's crazy. How excited are you as a young racing driver to be joining something that simply got the, you know, the F1 logo attached on the front of it? From like one to a hundred, like a million. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm That's a so stoked score. to be here. Yeah. You <laughs> must be like me as a motorsport fan that when you sit surrounded by these beautiful cars, you're like, this is cool. I'm a little overwhelmed. Like, it's so cool. The first time I got to come in here, I was like, what? <laughs> like, it's so cool to see all of these cars and just like the development and just where they are now like just blows my mind have you got a favorite i would think my favorite would have been the 2006 car but it's not in here oh where's that gone i don't know they oh. said it somewhere has someone looked it <laughs> we'll have a look for that i was gonna afterwards. say that was my favorite because that's the year i was born so 2006 <laughs> which makes you how old 16 i mean sorry i just turned 17 17 17 <laughs> If you don't know how you old you are, the rest of us are in trouble. <laughs> 17 and about to make your F1 Academy debut, which we'll get onto in a minute. But what, you've touched upon it, what fast things have you driven in the past? Yeah, so I mean, alone this year, um, I've done the Open Two-Wheel Drive Rally Championship. I won that this year in the US. I became the first woman and youngest driver ever in the Group E class in nitrocross um i've raced pikes peak in the huna pegasus the porsche it's not even a circuit is it I no don't know what you it's call just it. like, like a trail a, that goes up head kind of like hill. it's like a rally stage but um just up to the top of a huge mountain and rallying's also what you've done a lot of in the past which is and again a lot of people know what rally driving is but it changes from gravel to dirt to tarmac, tarmac to yep. how different is racing that to racing something like what listeners to our podcast will know, like, you know, grippy tires on tarmac and all that sort of thing? Yeah, so it's a lot different. I would say it's a, I mean, you can't compare it. So coming into circuit racing has been a big change for me, just like all around a way different thing. What are you most excited for with it? What's the thing that, you know, weeks out from the new season, what's the thing you're like, that's what I can't wait to do? Is it be a part of the circus? Is it drive? What particularly gets you excited? I mean, honestly, I think just going to the first race. Yeah. Like, I've never been to an F1 race before. Today has been my first time seeing an F1 car up close. What do you make of them? I think it's so cool. Like, all I've done is watch it on TV from when I was really young with my dad. So, like, being here and actually seeing a car up close, and then I think just going to the first race is going to be crazy to me. And then the first race I go to will be Saudi, and that's the race I'm racing. <laughs> it's like I get to experience everything at one time. <laughs> that's going to be quite the weekend. Yeah. I, I, I like getting thrown in the deep end. It's fine. <laughs> and before you came to speak to me, could, what a step down you've just had, because you, you before have been talking to James Vowles, team principal of Williams, yeah. haven't you? How was that? It's what? a little intimidating. <laughs> He's not going to lie. Well, right. Okay. How do you find James? He's very very nice he seems he's so wise as well like, i'm just slightly obsessed with him i really <laughs> am because like I, I he feels like i feel like he could read me a shopping list and i'd learn something he's talking <laughs> yes. about being wise 
Yes. He's just fascinating. Like, just trying to take everything in. What did you chat to him about? What What are those conversations at this early stage? Yeah, we were just talking about the beginning of the season, how we're preparing for it, and what the first race will be like, and then the winter series, just all the stuff in preparation for the first race. We've, we've just had Christmas, and obviously, when you're a kid and you're talking to your parents pre-Christmas, you sort of drop hints as to what you might want. Mm-hmm. Do you do that with James? Have you started <laughs> to drop in into, yeah, and by the way, if you ever, you know, if ever you need someone to drive a Formula One car, have you started oh, hinting yet? Yeah. yeah. Like sort of straightening your collar and be like, I'd love a go. Yeah. Hmm. Any any hints from him yet? I don't think so. Should I start dropping some I hints? I think you should start yeah. dropping some hints. And maybe, if, maybe I should like do like little like notes, leave him around his office. Yeah. Be like, or like be a, play a voice in the background. Be like, like put Leah in half. <laughs> You're one of the first drivers to be announced as an F1 Academy representative. And um, our listeners, they're a lovely bunch, but they're a demanding bunch. They're not shy. They tell, <laughs> us what, they tell us what they want. And we got so many DMs as soon as your name was announced saying, you need to get Leah on. So you've already got your fans. You must be excited to get out there and meet them because you're going to be racing in front of, you know, most of F1 Academy last year was behind closed doors almost. But you, as you said, you're going to be thrown into round one you must be really excited to get out there and meet people. Yeah, I'm really excited. I mean, it's definitely such a different atmosphere. I mean, I, I'll get to experience it, you know. Oh, you will. But <laughs> it's just so different, and I think people were very surprised from coming from Rallycross and off-road and rally um, that just, like, completely going in the opposite direction has been a big choice for me. But it's something I've always wanted to do since I've started growing up, and I think I'd be really disappointed if I didn't try it. You seem excited to throw yourself into it. I'm you seem really like one excited. of those people. Oh, yeah. I love a challenge. I'm getting that. I'm getting <laughs> that. Now, the season starts uh, weekend of March the 7th to the 9th in Saudi Arabia. It then goes to Miami, Spain, the Netherlands, Singapore, Qatar, and Abu Dhabi. Are any of those particularly exciting to you that you'll have seen the F1 races and be like, I'm going to get to do that? Miami being a home race. I, I was going to say you get a home cool. race, which yeah. is cool. Is that going to be a really special moment to have home fans in front of you? I think so. I think it's going to be really cool because I've done a lot of international races this year. So having a home race is going to be really cool, especially in a crazy place like Miami, you know? Yeah. And it does feel like the Americans are moving into this team because you'll be aware you're not the only American in the camp mm-hmm. with Mr. Logan Sargent. Oh, have yeah. You, have you met Logan yet? He's a favorite of ours on this podcast. Have you had a chance to speak to him I yet? I haven't. I've not met either of them yet. We love so. this on this podcast. We're all <laughs> slightly obsessed that we sort of think all, all racing drivers live together in a sort of club in a massive <laughs> house and that you guys haven't yet. So that's going to be a chance to you know, meet Logan and that Yeah, sort of I'm thing. really excited and it's really cool that he's also American and learning his experience coming to Europe and pursuing his dream. It's really cool to kind of follow in his footsteps as well. You'll, well, you'll have a lot of, you know, proper racing stuff to talk about. As I say, the experience, as you say, the experience of racing in America, but moving away from motorsport on this motorsport podcast, the first thing that Logan said to us was that he fits an American stereotype. In his <laughs> first ever appearance on the podcast, he was like, I love a burger. Does that fit, do you fit said American stereotype? Is you, are you as much of a fan of a burger as Logan? Honestly, okay, here's the thing, is that I can't eat gluten, so I can't have burgers. Well, this is, this is unbelievably I controversial. Know, right? <laughs> What's your substitute? What's your favorite Well, food? honestly, you can get like a burger like called like animal style instead of like the bun. You use like lettuce. <laughs> I'm not sure Logan would like this. <laughs> 
when I'm doing my best, you, okay? You, you, with I'm what doing you're my giving, best. Of course, yeah. of course. I'm up for trying lettuce instead of lettuce? a bun. It's yeah, because, I mean, they have part, gluten-free buns, but it's kind of like putting two pieces of cardboard it is. on the outside. So. Yeah, I've had gluten-free bread. It's not for me. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll try that. I'm looking forward to trying that with, um, with, with <laughs> broadening our burger horizons on the Fast and the Curious. We should do that. We should definitely <laughs> we do should that. We should really do that. We'll do, we'll do, and we'll, we'll try and get it to Logan as well. And trust me, we'll make this happen. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll definitely make this happen. So... Taking it back to motorsport, we should keep talking about motorsport. Oh, um, I know, it's a shame. <laughs> um, what's the aim for you going into the first season? You're obviously a rookie. There'll be a lot of people like you who have not raced in it. There'll probably be a few who have stuck around. Not all of the grid's been announced at the time of recording this podcast. What does success look like for a first year? I really have like a mentality of going into anything is just learn as much as possible and not set expectations for myself because... Mm-hmm. Um, I like to exceed expectations for other people and not myself. I like to just go in and do the best as possible um, and coming out, know that I did as much as I could. Um, So I think it's just really a big learning year for me. And obviously I want to win. There's no doubt. Like I wouldn't be a race car driver if I don't want to win. You've all got that in common. Obviously I do want to win, but this is not my element. And it's something I definitely have to learn. And I've been doing that over the last, I've only really had four days an F4 car. So learning is a big curve, yes. especially coming from Rally. But I think just going into it with an open mind and trying to learn as much as possible, and especially from all of these girls that maybe are having a second season, is really cool. But yeah, whatever happens, happens. And we'll just see where we were at in the first race. You've just mentioned F4. F1 Academy cars are effectively Formula 4 cars. Then you get Formula 3, Formula 2, and Formula 1. All the drivers are racing the same cars. How much time will you get in one of those cars before the first race weekend? Because as you say, so different from rallying. It's going to be such a thing for you to jump in and get used to. Yeah, I mean, I think we have two tests before the first race in the actual F1 Academy car. Yeah. But I've been doing a lot of testing in just a regular F4 car. So it'll feel similar. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then it's just like all about seat time, you know, and then learning the car as well as I'm doing the Spanish Winter 4 Series this um, winter. So having three races under my belt before going into straight into an F1 Academy yeah. um, race it will be good just to get the experience of actually being in a race with an F4 car. <laughs> there are definitely people in motorsport who are guilty of believing Formula One is the only thing. And you're a great person to talk to who's got such broad motor racing heritage and experience already, even at 17. So do you sit and think about the future and think about what you want to achieve in your career? Because, you know, successful motorsport careers can mean so much more than Formula One, can't they? With uh, so many amazing series out there. Yeah, honestly, I do want to race at the top, whether... That is WRC, which is the World Rally Championship, mm-hmm. or Formula One. Like, I see myself at the top one day and just making small steps to eventually get there. We are unashamedly biased on this podcast. <laughs> we have our favourites. Alex and Logan are both firm favourites. We like to get our drivers back on. So if this hasn't been a too terrible experience having to talk to me, <laughs> would you come on and talk to us again and, and keep us updated about how your first season is? Because we would love to follow your progress this year. Oh, no, this was so not fun. Fair <laughs> enough. It was worth asking. I'm just kidding. I'm asking. just kidding. I would love to. <laughs> oh, honestly, we'll be really excited to follow your progress. You seem so excited to get started. Oh, yeah. I've been, I've been smiling all day. Like, I'm going to have a permanent smile, I think. That's nice to see. <laughs> That's nice to see. 
Leah, good luck for the first race. Thank you. And we'll catch it with you after your first race, hopefully. And we'll see oh, yeah. what your first experience of a Formula One race is like, let alone actually doing the, <laughs> let alone doing the racing bit, which yeah, is quite yeah. important. I'll write some notes down for you guys. Leah's notebook. We'll yeah. look forward to that. Oh, yeah. We've all features been bought on Leah's look, notebook. Look at it. We're done. <laughs> Leah, thank Sell you it. so much for talking to us. Of course. So lovely to speak to Leah. I'm so excited to see what she can do this year. I'm so excited to watch F1 Academy. And someone who knows well an awful lot about what the drivers are going through in the sort of pre-season run-up is another racing driver, Jamie Chadwick. Jamie's probably the most high-profile female racing driver in the UK of the last five, ten years maybe. She won the first ever W Series season in 2019. And W Series was sort of like the predecessor to F1 Academy. It doesn't run anymore. But she then kept hold of her World Championship title in 21 and 22. So a three times W Series champion. She's also raced in the Race of Champions for Great Britain alongside David Coulthard. Massive achievement. She's done Extreme E as well. Uh, and she's been a development driver for the Williams Formula One team. So let's have a little bit of a chat with Jamie. I've wanted to get Jamie on the Fast and the Curious for ages, and she's going to be around the Williams setup again this season, keeping a close eye on Leah's progress. Hello, Jamie. Hello. Welcome to the Fast and the Curious. Thank you. You just said, I feel like I've been on this podcast before. We were just saying this. Me and Jamie have met before quite a few times, and we've I've interviewed you before, but never for this podcast. And I've seen a lot of you this year at racetracks, but we've never actually been able to find time to sit down and have you on so it's lovely to finally have you on now a lot of people who are listening to this podcast will know exactly who you are there will also be some people who've not heard your voice before so for those people tell us a bit about Jamie Chadwick for those that do know me probably know me from W Series that was kind of my big big break so to speak um, I was fortunate enough to win that um, for the three years that it, it ran unfortunately it came to an end um, after 2022 before that, I had raced uh, a little bit in British F3, joined Williams in 2019 and kind of went from there, really. Because you've been a big part of the Williams family, haven't you? You've been in and around Williams racing an awful lot as we sit here <laughs> in front of millions of their beautiful Formula One cars. It feels like a very nice family to be a part of. It definitely is. And it, it feels like I've been here for a long time now, but in a really nice way. Now sort of evolving through the team and now even just looking at the way that they've come on and changed their sort of approach with even F1 Academy for the future as well. It's, it's been amazing and something that I'm very grateful to have um, with their support. And we'll talk about motor racing in a minute, but what's Jamie Chadwick like off the racetrack? I don't know. I always think you have to ask someone else these questions about other people. When you ask them about yourself, I always never know what to say about what Should I'm we ask like. Connor who looks after Williams, um, who looks after Williams first? What's Jamie like, Connor? Diva. Absolute legend, Connor says. I thought he was going to say like diva or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Could have, got, could have gone worse. Yeah. Um, no, I think I switch off a lot away from the track. Um, so I like to say when I'm racing, I feel very much committed and focused on, on obviously the job in hand like any driver. But away from the track, I really try and switch off and, and enjoy a quieter life. M- most racing drivers I find are quite mad, especially in the sense that that you guys tend to switch off by doing more racing. Are you one of those that's like, yeah, I completely switch off by doing <laughs> racing simulators? We're like, that's not switching off. Or do you properly switch off? A little bit. I do properly switch off as well. Um, but I love racing. That's the problem. It's like, yes, you all I, do. <laughs> I, love what, like, I love watching it. I love following it. And so, yeah, there is that element of it as well. So you did the W Series. 
And we are focusing on F1 Academy in this episode of The Fast and the Curious. And you mentioned you won it three times, which was not a bad effort considering the series ran three times. Like that could that could have gone a lot worse, couldn't it? <laughs> it could have gone worse. Yeah. yeah, that's one way to look at it. Um, yes, but also, I mean, when I went into W Series, um, and actually I really remember when W Series came about, I thought it was one. Well, initially, I didn't think it was a good idea. I thought, you know, that's not something that is in line with, you know, the career that, I'm going in mm. um, or the direction I'm going in and you know a few factors that I was unsure about but it was actually perfect timing for me in terms of where I was in my career so I was just doing British F3 which is like a regional um, Formula 3 championship kind of just after Formula 4 and then this all-female championship in a car that's just after Formula 4 comes about so it's like perfect sort of stepping stone for me so really it's just momentum from there and then picking up the support of Williams I think I was the only one to have a Formula 1 team supporting me um, in the first couple of years. So just that in itself was a big, big help. And now so many of the F1 Academy drivers have got F1 team support. They don't know the board, do they? You had to work for it. <laughs> just walk through the paddock going, you lot don't know how good you got it. Some of us <laughs> okay. had to work for this. That would go down really well. <laughs> um, but it's great. Honestly, it's so, so good to see. And I think obviously Williams have always been supportive of women in the sport, but now seeing all the teams come in, um, also not just the F1 teams, but you know the Formula 2, Formula 3 teams that are getting involved in it as well. Mm. It's, it's great to see. You just mentioned then there was talk when W Series first launched about whether it was a good thing or not. And you said you had those thoughts because I remember a, a, one of the sort of um, criticisms people had of it was, well, should you be putting women in a separate series rather than having women throughout the sort of motorsport ladder? I'm keen to know how you think it helped you as a, as a racing driver in your career. It's a little bit hard to kind of pinpoint exactly where the success came from for W Series because I think in the end, W Series actually became a bit of a lifeline for me. It wasn't necessarily still something I wanted to do. I would have maybe at the time preferred to have an opportunity mm. not racing just against women. I would have preferred to progress um, in the way that I was going, but I didn't have that opportunity. So it's been a question mark for so long. Why haven't we seen a woman at the top level or why haven't we seen a woman in Formula One for however many years? And now we're trying to actually answer those questions and we're actually trying to support you know more talent through. And what W Series did is it shone a spotlight on women in the sport. So... Of course, that created role models. Of course, that's created interest and just escalated and snowballed from there. I think we've seen that effect in other sports. We've seen it with the Lionesses. Mm -hmm. I'm going off track now, but I think women's sport has got a big, big, um, you know, interest from a lot of people around the world now. I remember working for a radio station at the Lionesses final at Wembley. And there was a little lad who was like eight or nine years of age. And for him, it's totally normal. He's a Manchester United fan. And I suppose you can put that with W Series, now F1 Academy, the people of that age are going to grow up and yeah, there's a women's racing series, there's a men's racing series, women race against men and it's normal. That's bloody cool, isn't it? It's like feels like that's why it's been a success for me. Absolutely. It's just changing perceptions, isn't it? Yeah. It's changing what you're used to seeing. And um, of course, we want to see, you know, on a Formula One grid, ultimately, you want to see um, men and women and you want to see men and women mechanics, engineers. At the moment, we're not near that level, but in the short term, especially having things like W Series and now F1 Academy, giving women um, you know, visibility is going to make a big difference. And in terms of your involvement with Williams, what have you sort of done up to this point? And what will you be doing next year? And can you sort of help Leah a little bit in terms of your experience of, of, of racing and, and passing that on almost? Yes, yeah, so I think um, Formula One being the pinnacle, you can learn so much in every sense. And ever since I joined the team, just having that access 
to a team at the highest level um, made a huge difference for me just to learn from and spend time with the engineers, the drivers and what have you. And whenever I need advice and support, I always have that. And also just seeing how the team's now evolved with, like you said, Leah's involvement with the team mm. um, in F1 Academy. I'd love to get involved in that program where I can as well, because she's starting a lot younger than I, I did in, in this sport. And I think for her to have this opportunity now and even with James and the way he views women in the sport as well, she's got an amazing opportunity and I'd love to be a little bit of a part of that. It'll be a lot of fun. Well, we will be keeping a very close eye on the F1 Academy this year on the Fast and the Curious. And if you've got anything you still want to know more about, you can send us your questions as always. We are Fast Curious Pod on Instagram and TikTok. And you can email us fastandcurious at acast.com dot com and we'll be back very soon keeping an eye on the world of f1 academy and the world of f1 which we like to keep it we should we shouldn't forget about the f1 drivers as well which would be, be rude too but they get a lot of air time that's, they that's get a lot of they, air they get time. all the air time they do they do well maybe we'll just bin them off <laughs> yeah thank you very much to williams for hosting us in their lovely museum i'm going to go and wander around now and look at all the cars for another two hours while producer jimmy waits for me 